0: Uh, I don't. I don't even turn on my TV anymore. You type it into the smart search on your TV, and then you hit record all episodes. And mm-hmm. oh, wait, sorry, you haven't entered two thousand nine yet. Oh, when it comes mm. to your TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know God that I it, get Mike. all
1: of my media from Best Buy and iTunes. Yes, I just so haven't been to Best Buy in a while.
0: By paying your cable service an extra ten dollars a month, right? No, I don't even use my
1: cable. If it wasn't oh. for the Munchkin next door, I and 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 my mother-in-law in the other
0: door. Why do you live next door to a Munchkin? Uh I really like odds. <laughs> some say oh wait no not so no, that's the wrong sorry. one we're gonna be talking about a band that some say an album from them yes if you play it backwards or some shit no forwards
1: is it forward or backwards forwards okay whatever Doesn't either matter. way we're not talking about that album today. nope we're, we're talking, talking about, about the album one. that came after it <laughs> two albums later
0: feels good to have a new uh a regular episode you know i read that they didn't think that the wizard of oz linked up until uh, linked linked up to dark side of the moon until 1994 right that was when the the alleged internet rumor started. Yes. Which, th- did you know about that?
1: I have no interest in that. I'd have, oh, okay. I, I have no validity. Or I, I have no reason to believe that's true, and I have no reason to want to try it myself. Okay. I have Dark Side of the Moon. I have a copy of The Wizard yes. of Oz. <laughs> I have no reason to, <laughs> to try line to them, them up together and do see... Do you if- have
0: interest of
1: getting high and then doing those two things? Well, we'll talk about getting high <laughs> and that certain band later in I think this. think you should. But right now, we got another list to do, man. So we've been doing lists for a while. So what... what five we have, solid weeks of yeah, lists. Yeah, five solid yeah. weeks of lists. So what... what are, we, are we doing best guitarists who have left their original band this week? I can't... I, I don't have my notes in front of me so I don't know what list we're doing this week.
0: I, I can't even remember anymore.
1: Damn it. Oh. Regular show, then. Okay. <laughs> All right, so let's get on to episode uh, 0126 of The Skinny with Mike and Adam. It feels good to have a regular episode again. It's really...
0: Kind yeah. Of, I, I, I think that our episodes are fine when we do lists. But <laughs> I, we I've, get a lot of views, actually. Do we, we really? Uh, okay. Yeah, the past five weeks
1: have been some of our best-rated stuff in a long time. And our most listener
0: interaction on our Facebook page? like A total of like... Three comments. Three comments, mostly <laughs> by you and me. Mostly.
1: <laughs> One
0: of them from Dave. Yes. and uh, Dave's been sharing our stuff. Thank you, Dave, from Generation got, Oddcast. Of course. We got a like somewhere along the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, Welcome yeah, Welcome to like. the skinny family. Yes. Uh, whoever that new like was, I forgot his name.
1: Yeah, me too. But uh, <laughs> thank you for liking us. Uh, we got some new subscribers, I believe, as well, Ooh. because I can kind of see... I don't I, I don't know the subscriber list because iTunes is weird like that. They don't show you any analytics, but the mm. I can see what are you hiding from I this? can see who has like the auto downloads on uh from, from iTunes. So our subscribers one. went up at least, but wow. Our likes went up one. <laughs> Yay. Well, you know, we're, progress is progress. We're getting closer to 100. We yeah. still got a ways to go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we got 23 more to go. Maybe we should stop talking about, you know, that kind of stuff and talk about what the people really want to hear. God damn it. Our goddamn ideas on music yes what's good what's bad what's, what's going
1: happening? on in the music world today if this is your first four way foray into the skinny with mike and adam hi i am your co-host mike this is my co-host adam uh, we 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 talk about music stuff. What's going on in the modern music industry? What's going on in the not so modern music industry? Like, <laughs> like we'll talk about later in today's episode. Uh, and then we we just kind of give our opinions. We give our reviews. Uh, we go to shows. We we uh, next week we got a special thing planned as well, so, which we're both really excited about. Uh, so um, uh, if you guys enjoyed yes. our lists and our opinions for the past five weeks, uh, please continue to join us week to week. We are a weekly podcast. We we have episodes out every Monday. Pretty generally. consecutively, yeah. generally, we, we, we very rarely miss a week. But uh, uh, but uh, for with that out of the way, I just wanted to talk about there uh, was something
0: that Dave wanted us to ask the Dead Bedwins.
1: Do you remember what that was from his their episode shit. last week? I'm too busy like fantasizing about Maggot Girl. Oh, God. Uh, so I kind—I I do remember he asked us to ask them something because
0: he doesn't think the Dead Bedouins listen to their right. show. God uh, damn it! To- I meant to look that up, but I couldn't stand to listen to Maggot Girls' uh, <laughs> description anymore. See, Go back fake. and listen to it. Mike says it's fake. I think it's real. You think it's real? <laughs> you think an eloquently spoken, damaged girl, twenty-two-year-old girl who still lives with her parents but has a job, yes, uh, <laughs> likes to hang out in dumpsters and <laughs> masturbate with maggots. Oh, uh, God, it was so. I feel them, my little babies. It's like a... <laughs> yeah, that, that's fake, man. I love that Dave thought that like the, the guys on Generation Oddcast would be laughing at it, but they were just more. Uh, sickened by it yeah yeah i think so anyway <laughs> enjoy the three week the three hour episode
1: this week before we get into our episode this week i want to uh, remind you guys if you want some more podcasting goodness please check out our friends over at themeltingpod.net we have some there are some uh, great shows on there uh one of which is uh, the dead bedouins you can also find them on oh. com. that's d-e-a-d-d-e-a-d-b-e-d-o-u-i-n-s uh, yes. Weird name. Right. Uh you can also find them on uh Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dead Also on Twitter, they tweet a lot. And uh I believe you can find them on Stitcher and iTunes. And iTunes, of course, so please subscribe to them. Uh we talked about our friend Dave for a little bit. You can find him on themeltingpod.net, dot net, and also you can subscribe to Generation Odcast over on iTunes and another show that is on our network but it hasn't really been on for a while for no. technical difficulties. <laughs> uh but you if if you listen to uh Generation Oddcast from two weeks ago. You might know him. He's, you'll, uh,
0: you'll, you'll hear him sporadically throughout that episode as <laughs> Skype went in and out. Yeah. Just, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> Skype, I fucking... <laughs>
1: Skyping from two different countries is, uh, is, is weird, I guess. But you can check out our friend Rick Wellbanks over at Shit Rick Says. You can check out his show at ShitRickSays.com. Find him on The Melting Pot, of course. And you can also find him on Facebook at Facebook.com slash ShitRickSaysPodcast. Or if you want to subscribe to him on iTunes, you can look up his show. It's called Shenanigans with Rick Welbanks on iTunes. So with that out of the way, let's go ahead and start our first episode in a very long time. This is The V. All
0: right, moving forward.
1: Moving forward. So uh, this is the news that broke back in uh, December, uh, which is weird because apparently this band has been... Forming since uh, February. Uh, but there's a new supergroup on its way up oh and coming. This is all bad. <laughs> this is all bad.
0: Everything about this is going to be terrible. Well, let's, let's, <laughs> let, the,
1: let's let the listener decide. <laughs> there's a new supergroup. They're calling themselves Teenage Time Killers. Now, uh, there's going to be a lot these of members.
0: Are, these are the oldest men to call themselves anything teenage-related. Exactly. Anyway.
1: Go ahead. It's music for teenagers, I assume. Oh, uh, it's a supergroup spearheaded by the drummer of an alternative metal uh, band, uh, Corrosion of Conformity, along with another band, uh, the guitarist of Birds of Satan, Mick Murphy. <laughs> They're teaming up with That's the right. producer John <laughs> Lou Lusteau, whatever, and they've signed with Rise Records, oh, which is really weird. God.
0: We sat right next to that dude, eating we pizza. We, we should have asked him what the hell he was thinking <laughs> with this if we had known about it ahead of time. First first thing I would have asked him, how come Paveris is not on this tour? Right. Next. Second thing I want to ask him is about Tyler Carter's EP. But third thing Uh-oh. would be about this band, which we didn't know about yet. We did not but know how about... How the hell did this all come together? But
1: they're going re- uh, to have an album sometime soon in uh, 2015. No firm release date yet. But it's going to be featuring... Many appearances by rockers raging from Dave Grohl of the Foo Fighters, aging rockers, aging rockers. That's right. <laughs> uh, the Slipknot frontman Corey Taylor, I know him. Adams got a lot of opinions on Slipknot. I'm it's sure. Been a long four weeks. Oh so. boy. <laughs> and uh, also the lead singer of Lamb of God, Randy Blythe. Didn't he? like
0: go to jail for like accidentally killing a fan
1: he got in trouble and for something uh that was a while ago there was ago. a
0: fan that jumped off the stage and died but something like that accident. yeah and i, I think like he pushed him or i think
1: it's been determined that they are not at fault for that okay uh, but uh, uh, if you go over to the teenage time killers wikipedia page which i have visited plenty you have not <laughs> <laughs> well they have a full member list <laughs> okay. over on there now out people later is this
0: like a whole Another version of Slipknot. Here, is everybody's <laughs> <famous or? laughs>
1: members include oh, no. Randy Blythe, Corey Taylor, Dave Grohl, Neil Fallon, Jello baravra Nick's. Um, I'm sorry, Matt Skiba from Alkaline Trio, oh, Brian Baker, Lee Ving, Jim Rota, Tony Vic, uh, Tommy Victor, Nick oliveri Aaron Beam, Mike Nine Williams. Pete Stahl, okay, Greg just, Anderson. You're, you're, not,
0: you're not even telling us where these people are from. <laughs> so let's just stop while there's, we're only halfway through. Vic
1: Bondi, <laughs> Phil Rind, Jason Browning, Carl Agel, uh, Woody Weatherman, <laughs> <laughs> Mike Dean, why? Clifford Dinsmore, Terry Murphy, Clifford. <laughs> Pat Hoyd, uh London May. That name sounds familiar. Uh, uh, Mike Schaefer, Tony Forresta. Trenton Rogers, and last but not least, the most important member of the band, Johnny Weber. <laughs> uh, so that's Johnny coming. Johnny Weber on tambourine. <laughs> uh, so I'm sure London May on dirt.
0: <laughs> so how did they, yeah, this will I don't understand how this will even happen. I don't have be any clue. 57 people in a studio <laughs> to record. This sounds like a Dewey Cox experiment, doesn't this it? This
1: might be yeah. like every track it's going to be like featuring different people, which I don't know why they're calling it this band. It's just It sounds like just some weird collaboration mm-hmm. under some alternative heavy metal, heavy rock uh, banner.
0: On a relatively independent label. That's moving on up. Two of the 17 people here are on major labels. So right. Well, if you want to consider Roadrunner a major label, I guess. Oh, it is. We have to yeah, at this is, point. Yeah. Um, I don't get it. I just don't get it, <laughs> and I wish we could have asked... Um, the president of Rise Records. What the hell was going on with this?
1: Well, hindsight um, is 2020, my friend.
0: I, I, do we have to listen to it? Uh, at this point, I think we have to. Oh, crap.
1: It's 32 member band.
0: <laughs> so we'll be bringing you that review sometime in the future. I can already
1: guarantee it's will be on our top five most disappointed albums of 2015. How do they Who knows? Who knows? Live. Like, this uh, band can't just go
0: on a world tour. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they, they can go on warp tour, but each of them are on one stage,
0: and they all play the same thing. That would be interesting. Oh okay.
1: man, that'd be awesome.
0: <laughs> I guess these artists just need to push their collective envelope that much further.
1: Damn right. Good. All right. So uh, speaking of live shows, uh, we're going to be attending one in February. February twenty fifth. We are Riverside very excited.
0: Civic Auditorium.
1: We're going to make a we're going to make a conscious effort this time to uh, go out early and find. Band members who may or may not be attending that
0: uh, show. Because we know where all the bars are yes. in that area. Yes, where we know where all the hip happenings. We've actually played at all the bars in that area. Yes, we have. <laughs> and, and coffee shops and et cetera. Yes, and it's literally across the street from where I, you know, became a Christian man. What? You know, <laughs> when I w- the the church that I grew up in? Oh I right, yeah, to, yeah. You know, I did my communions and my. What's it called when a boy becomes a man in the Christian faith? I don't know. When when a, when a priest
1: it. shoves his cock in you, there, there is that. But okay. there's also you know, there's communion, confession. Was well, confession first? And com- this is ca- this is for Catholics, at least. Right. That's
0: the, the, I did communion there, even though it's I like don't know Christian.
1: what the I don't know what the non denominational Christian rite of passage is. Anyway, let's talk about the band. <laughs> All Come right, on, <laughs> uh, but uh, we're going to be seeing "Taken Back Sunday," "Let Live," and the Messengers, back the in February. Uh but the uh, if you're if – they're currently on tour, but if you're in the Florida area looking to check out the band uh, at the Orlando House of Blues, you will be disappointed to know that Let Live it's – uh, it's, been, it's been reported that Let Live is not allowed to play that venue.
0: That's really crazy, which I've heard crazy things about their shows. Yes. Which is why one – other reason why we're going to the show yes there that's going to be an
1: intense show i can i can already tell but the the one of the reasons that uh let live is not allowed to play the house of blues we've been to the house of blues we we haven't performed there but we've been there right uh but there there are there are lots of plaques on the wall that say they're very strict rules say if you mosh or if you stage dive you're out or right. you're not allowed to play here anymore.
0: Because the two shows we've been to there, there was no moshing or stage diving. Or at people, least not by the band. <laughs> jumping out of the the balcony. second story, yeah. Yeah, none of that kind of stuff going on at all. So
1: well, that guy who jumped off, he's not allowed to play there. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, Let Live has a very intense set, and uh, looks like they they made the Orlando House of Blues owners very upset because they are banned for. Life, life. I don't know. Who knows how long they're banned, You're banned
0: for? Banned until you calm down <laughs> on your aggressive music. Yes, uh, politically w- charged half black man.
1: It, it was uh, a. <laughs> it was reported uh, sometime in the middle of last year. I think there was a show in Georgia that uh, Let Live played. They actually had their set cut off because oh. uh, Jason Butler was climbing the scaffolding, Ooh. doing intense shit and uh, screaming about how
0: proud ass nigga right which uh, you would think that people in georgia would maybe take offense to <laughs> you know <laughs> right because yeah, right. he's yelling and screaming like i'll take my stand at the back of the bus yeah yeah the bus the bus like think that like a Walks like good <laughs> so you think georgia would be like yes get ye to the back of the bus <laughs> ye nigger um but maybe Cut they, off maybe the they took, microphone, right? Maybe they took new, too much offense to it. I yeah, don't know. but um, so I mean, so I, I good personally thing we don't live in Orlando.
1: I know, yeah. Well, I personally don't have any problems with uh, you know bands taking things to the extreme, as long as they don't hurt anybody or as long as they don't destroy anything. I, I, I think they could you know have as have as an intense show as as possible. So I'm really looking forward to seeing Let Live Grant. Uh, I, I'm, and I'm going to assume that the Riverside auditorium is not going to kick them out
0: you know, prematurely right. But, but uh, guys we're gonna have to take down all the scaffolding We've heard some crazy <laughs> shit about this band
1: damn you butler <laughs> so i'm really sorry to hear that uh, uh you know the orlando house of blues fans will not be seeing let live on that so day. Sad. they're missing I, from what i hear they're missing out but uh I, I yeah, i'm pretty sure let live will make it up to them somehow they'll probably do another show sometime soon they should just come to Riverside and see them
0: with us. Yes. I just please should, do They be interviewed by us mm. prior yes. to say the reason why they would travel 3,000 miles to see one band and then travel 3,000 miles back. Yeah. I, I don't know. Just because you know, they love us that much.
1: If, if you just read regular news, you know that Florida people do dumb things. So. They
0: really do. Yeah. I was actually watching <laughs> Channel 5 mo- News this morning. They have a segment called mm. Only in Florida. Ooh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I've never seen that on a local <laughs> news from a Los Angeles-based station.
1: I'm not. Uh, I'm not active on Twitter, but I'm pretty. Sh- I, I, I think I've heard that there's a Twitter page called Florida Man. Yes, my wife follows him. Oh, really? Okay, sweet. <laughs> yeah, it just it just all Florida Man, blah blah blah. It's pretty right. bad. Had
0: sex with a gator. Always. Something. Every single day. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even news at that point. All right, so, so yes, I think that getting back to the show real quick before we move on, the messengers, Menzingers we want to pronounce them. I think it's Menzingers. Yeah. Should, should we, can we try to contact them? I mean, we're going to be you know, interviewing a band here next week. Yes. I think we can interview them. We have Menzingers. credibility now. We have, I mean, I know the Menzingers are signed, where Vese is not. I believe Vese is signed by a ind- very, very independent. Well, we'll learn
1: that next week, goddammit. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> so I
0: think that the Menzingers, we can, we can help boost
1: their publicity. Why not, why not just go balls out and say, Hey, Adam Lazaro, I've back Sunday. Well, there you go. Be, be our permanent co-host. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to go big, we're going to go big. And we might gain like, an extra viewer or two. Or <laughs> like two. Or two. I think we'll make it Maybe. 80 by the end of the year. Maybe. <laughs> All right, so anyway, we've got a couple of uh, album announcements now we just learned this past week. First of which, uh, the long-awaited uh, uh, follow-up to Codes and Keys by, uh, the, uh, by Death
0: Cab for Cutie. Is it long-awaited? been four years it's been four years i mean that's not that that's long. kind of long for a band that's going to be on their eighth album i think taking four years between albums That. that that makes sense
1: touche my friend touche <laughs> but Codes and Keys was a, was an album I very much enjoyed back in 2011 me too made my honorable mentions that year and I did not make my top 10 but still I very much enjoyed it
0: that was before our podcast so I very, cannot yes, cite you on that that was
1: when I had a blog page that no one read <laughs> that only Adam went to <laughs> <laughs> right uh, but uh, their their new album is going to be coming out uh, March 31st it's going to be called Kintsugi I don't know what that is uh, <laughs> uh K-I-N-T S-U-G-I Sounds
0: Japanese she, uh, or Korean. Japanese for I miss you, Zoe? Come back. Come <laughs> I miss back. you, Zoe. Why Dish are you having somebody else's baby? <laughs> no! Oh, my God. She just announced she's pregnant this week. She did. Zoe Dishonel.
1: <laughs> Congratulations, Adam. You got I her pregnant. finally got her
0: pregnant. We've been trying for so long. <laughs> <You> <laughs> ever since New Girl started. <laughs> You've had lots of practice.
1: <laughs> uh, really, ever since the Elf movie came oh, okay. out. okay. That was when we started. I mean, she
0: was a blonde. Um, I mean, she's been in my... I mean, do do you need the other person to be in the room with you to get them pregnant?
1: I've been trying for literally years for lots of people to get them pregnant. Okay, it hasn't and worked. Hasn't worked for me. It
0: finally worked with Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, because she's been in bed with me just about at least once a week, <laughs> just for, about for the past three to four years, <laughs> and I finally got her pregnant. Congratulations to me, um, and to to my wife.
1: Exactly. Uh, so. uh for for longtime fans of the band, uh this is gonna be their first album without their longtime guitarist Chris Walla. Ooh. So people are kinda interested to see how the sound it sound is gonna be changed. They've been kinda going in a very kinda keyboard driven uh sound the past couple yeah. albums, so maybe it won't be that much of a difference or that much of a stretch from their from what they've been evolving to at
0: least. Maybe. But uh, I mean are you looking forward to Kitsungi? I really enjoyed codes and keys, so yes I did. Um, Wasn't really interested in the the Postal Service revamp that – what's his name? The lead singer of this band. Ben Gibbard. Gibbard? (laughs) Yes, Ben Gibbard went back to the Postal Service to do something with them. Wasn't really a fan of that. Yeah, I'm not not too much of a fan of Postal Service at all. I just hope that it it goes in the direction that Codes and Keys was going instead of the album previous to that called Narrow Stairs, which was – quite a disappointing album. It was all right. It wasn't to anything I'm going to wasn't a good follow-up to Plans, which is still right. like, my favorite album from
1: Yeah, Plans album. was really good. Uh yeah, the follow-up to that is like uh it was all right. I just won't revisit it. It wasn't yeah, it wasn't very good at all. <laughs> all right, man. So, uh we'll look forward to that uh, in March 31st. Now, it. we got another album announcement from something that <clears> kind <throat> of uh it's be an interesting year for music. Very interesting great. year. Now, the now if you're a long-time listener of our of our show, you know that Adam and I have a very different fun opinion. relationship with uh, the band of uh, Falling in Reverse, particularly one frontman Ronnie Radke. Right. Uh, he referred
0: back to episode 50 for our review of their previous album Fashionably Late, yes. where Mike and I differed but in a very humorous way. <laughs> yes. Adam played a fangirl
1: uh, and I Mike played himself. I played myself. I was very angry about that. All, I know. That episode. It was but the, one of the best episodes they, we've ever done. Yeah, it, w- it really was one of my favorite episodes. And they released, Fashionably Late was the Literally. worst album I've ever heard in the history of my life. Not an exaggeration.
0: Oh my God, it's so true. I had a conversation <laughs> with a teenage girl who actually said she enjoyed Bad Girls Club. I was like, uh, can you listen to episode 50, please? But... When you're 15, what are you going to do?
1: I think when you're 15, I think you're allowed to have those. uh, You just don't get it yet. Yeah, you don't get it, (laughs) I guess. Uh, But uh, but Falling in Reverse shocked the world. The literal world. People in Uganda are like, oh my God, Radke, you're (laughs) back. God, my AIDS is making me have (laughs) (laughs) feelings about this. Falling in Reverse released a a new single called Guillotine 4 The Final Chapter, which is a sequel of sorts to escape the fates songs called the guillotine. They've had this. I mean, guillot-
0: Ronnie Radke started the guillotine back right on the first escape the fate album when he was the lead singer guillotine one. Yes. And then guillotine two came out somewhere in there. And the in following three. album with Craig Mabbitt and they've
1: been following the, and then they did another guillotine with, I think the most recent, uh, no, the two, two the the escape the fates ago, yeah. escape the fate two, album. two escape the fates ago. Uh, but, the uh, following universe has since announced, uh, that, uh, uh, they they're going to make a follow-up to the first Escape the Fate album called Dying Is Your Latest Fashion, which was the only album Escape the Fate had with Ronnie Radke, uh, which is an interesting direction. Uh, mm-hmm. I've already written this ban off like a year two years ago. Uh, so <laughs> much longer than that. So I mean every time I hear like news like, Oh, Ronnie Radke's doing this, Escape the Fate's or um, Falling Reverse is doing this, I'm like, Oh, who gives a flying fuck? <laughs> but they're saying like it's gonna sound nothing like Fashionably Late and Ronnie Radke's gonna be sticking all of his uh passion for rap into his solo mixtape shit that's awful
0: (laughs) yes without even listening to it i don't need to
1: so they released uh a a teaser for their newest album that's going to be coming out uh february 24th uh called just like you this song is like i said like i mentioned the song's called guillotine four i shared this with adam because i listened to it and i was like okay people are giving some
0: giving this some buzz i might as well Mm -hmm. Be subjective. We have to. Yeah. We have to at this point. We devoted an entire episode to this band. It's like, oh, man,
1: I'm going to have some yuck yucks on this. We can have a whole episode on this one track. And I listened to it, and it's not it's bad. Good.
0: It's, it's like because <laughs> it, It's not the, bad at all. On the first Escape the Fate album, I vividly remember I gave it a 4 out of 12. Right. And one of those four was the guillotine, guillotine song. And then I've liked the two guillotine songs that came yes. after that the Mabed Guillotines. so why so i'm not even surprised that i would like guillotine four yes which is weird because it's like okay this band obviously knows how to make good music so why not try to make good music yeah you fuckers <laughs>
1: <laughs> i still think ronnie radke is a very poor songwriter well i still think people give him a lot of credit for his Vocal range, which he, which doesn't exist, doesn't exist. He's a pretty. No, I'm de-
0: still alive. You're still alive,
1: no, I dry. Adam, be quiet. Ronnie Radke here. Oh
0: God, we are the <laughs> official podcast of Falling in Reverse. There's no uh, other podcast. His, out there his
1: screaming them. is decent enough, which you can hear in the Guillotine. His he does pretty right. good screaming. But yeah, I, I was really shocked to find out that the Guillotine Four is a. Song that I actually listened to again and again. <laughs> I listened to it once, and that was all I needed. Right now, I listened to it about three times to know that just, to know just I listened to it about three times
0: just to f- make sure I'm not crazy. I'm interested. So, when this album hits February 25th, you said fourth, fourth, um, is that going to change your opinion on whether we should go to self help or not? Holy fuck! Don't they put, are third don't, bill. Don't put this self on help. me. Don't put this on I'm me, man. Just saying, The end of the affliction is there.
1: Yeah, but they're also gonna they're also gonna play songs from fashion and Be Late. They're not gonna just gonna play Guillotine Four, like seven times. <laughs> <laughs> they might
0: <you> never know. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you drag me to see fashion to see Falling in Reverse, there's I'm gonna not gonna be problems gonna with see... our podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, but this is this is kind of just thrown a wrench into my musical taste. I'm like, okay, well, I have to give this a chance now because mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's legitimately. Solid song. Mm-hmm. I'm not
0: gonna. I'm not gonna say. Oh, I'm, I'm
1: really looking forward to "Just Like You" by Falling in Reverse. But
0: like, I, I, I think we have to review it now. And remember what we actually came down to after the fun and games of fashionably late. Right. Um. We did say if we deleted three tracks that were seriously the worst pieces of crap we had ever heard. Right. It would just be a shitty hardcore album. Well,
2: that like, <laughs> a video game.
0: like if you look at nine tracks. You're just like, okay, this is just a band that I'm not really interested in. Right. A couple of songs. Just you some can poor actually songs with to. some dumb rapping in it. But, like, yeah,
1: yeah if you take out three. Those, those, Just the added shittiness of those three really bad Alone, songs Alone, Video Game,
0: and Bad Girls, bad Girls Club. Club oh you revert, my God. You take those three songs out and flush them down the toilet. <laughs> then you just have like a normal hardcore album that with some rap lyrics in yeah. the bridges yeah. and you're like oh this sucks <laughs> but like two give, songs are listenable <laughs> i'll give alone some credit though it is great as a comedy song <laughs> <laughs> that was the best thing about those comments when it first came out when somebody put under underneath their is this the new lonely island video <laughs> exactly oh, uh, so,
1: so yeah fun. so we'll look forward to a review from us in february Kind of shocked to say that. Okay. All right, man. So we're going to be reviewing uh, an album from an up-and-coming band uh, very soon right now. So let's go ahead and uh, jump on the plate. So... So man, have you heard of this new band uh, that's been making the rounds? They, they, they're they're they're
0: they're they're called Pink Floyd. I've heard something about them making rumblings out of the, the UK. Yeah, yeah, somewhere um, around King there. King Henry, King Charles. Yeah, King is Char- a big fan of this band. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, Current reigning King Charles, <laughs> or <laughs> no? I think he's he's still Prince Charles in the '60s. right? Oh, okay, yeah. He's not King Charles yet. <laughs> um he's into like this this underground psychedelic punk movement coming out of mm-hmm. the UK. It's this weird new form of rock and
1: roll called psychedelic punk. Right.
0: Yeah. Um so but anyway, <laughs>
1: so we got a we got a we got an, another uh like this is only the third time we've been uh, requested to review an album. We got a from our friend uh Mr. Man, Mr. Man. S Man. S
0: Man, and now we learned this week from the Dead Bedouins podcast S Man Esquire. Yes. We learned that he is a lawyer. Law. Yeah. And that, in, like, in totally D. C. Area. blew my mind. I mean, we knew these guys were like, we well have off. important jobs. Yeah. And that's why we keep our identity secret. Um, but I was just like, I thought, oh, they work for the FBI or something <laughs> like that. Because <laughs> we know that they're in the Washington, D.C. area. Right. They talk about that frequently. That they are an attorney or he is an attorney. Yes. So Sandman Esquire. Yes. Who is a big Pink Floyd fan apparently. Yeah. And, and he, he was like, what the fuck? Have you guys not listened to Pink Floyd? You idiots. Because it's nineteen. <laughs> and we've
1: explained something. on our show and we, played, we said this on our show. We aren't so much music historians, just more music fanatics. So we're I mean, as you can probably hear by our show, we're constantly looking for that new thing, that that uh, the new exciting things, right. the, the, you know, the bands that excite us to do something different. And uh, so we, we haven't kind of made a conscious effort
0: to not go backwards. Yeah, very much. It is, um, except if I don't know. There are not, there are not certain to go exceptions that, that far back. Yeah, there are certain <laughs>
1: exceptions, but like uh uh, but uh. He, he really recommended us that we listen to Animals, the 1977 album from Pink Floyd, which is right in between like all of the albums that pe- when you say Pink Floyd, people think of The Wall. People think of Wish You Were Here. People right. think of Dark Side of the Moon. And this is right, right in the middle of that. Right. So upon my research, this album is very much overlooked.
0: I think so. And it's so it's just so brief. But it's so yeah them.
1: only five tracks and five it tracks finishes four, in 40 like 40 minutes seven minutes done <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um i'm glad that he had us review it now and we took the last five weeks of right to, yeah to we, listen to it he
1: asked us to review it back in december but we had, we had already had our uh, end of the year plans so uh just until now so better late than never i suppose so, uh, um, what is your relationship, before we get into it, uh, of, with Pink Floyd? I only
0: know their singles. Yes. And they've always been one of those How bands.
2: I you were here.
0: I've always, they've always been one of those bands where I'm like, everybody seems to like this band, and God, I hate their singles so much. <laughs> so, there's something I'm missing. Their singles are okay. I can't honestly Every, say I enjoy one of those. I've singles. heard better
1: covers of their singles than their singles themselves. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean John Nolan from uh, Taking Back Sunday. Mm-hmm. He has a he has a EP called uh, uh, "Songs I Didn't Write." One of them is uh, mm-hmm. uh, "Wish You Were Here," because oh. everybody covers "Wish You Were Here." I guess so. <laughs> and that song is and his cover is really good. Anthony Green does another cover of it, which mm-hmm. is not as good. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: so sad. <laughs> Any Whatever. other Pink Floyd covers that you know of?
1: Not off the top of my head, I'd have okay. to I'd have to research because there's there, there's bands that we listen to. Who uh, more mostly indie rock bands, maybe alternative rock bands that do covers of uh, of indie rock or or, or, of Pink Floyd, particularly? I think
0: Velvet Revolver covered Money back Mm. in 2004. What album is that from? Sandman, help me out. (laughs) Um, It's either Dark Side of the Moon or The Wall or. Wish You Were Here <laughs> i right. not sure which one so you've only listened to like this
1: thing from all like a greatest hits or something or yeah because
0: just... whatever the stupid you know classic rock radio stations would play out here mm-hmm. that's what I heard and I'm just like Pink well, Floyd sucks what the <laughs> ha- why do people like this band <laughs> like money okay it's not a good song um, Wish You Were Here it's it's not a good song I sure, think. sure. I don't know if Incubus did a better version of it. That was a, that's a completely different Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. The, the, okay, that wasn't their cover. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't a cover.
1: That was just an original um, song.
0: I, I can't. Uh, oh, Have a Cigar. There you go. There's a song of theirs that I really enjoy. And that one came into my into my consciousness because Foo Fighters covered it. Oh, okay. Way back in the late 90s or early aughts. And it was like a much more heavy metal version. Oh, that's interesting. Of of that song. I was like, holy fuck, this is awesome. And I think Brian May from Queen was guest guitaring on it. And yeah, it's kind of crazy.
1: Uh, but uh, uh, so so you just, just kind of listened to them on the radio. You never had like a greatest hits album or anything like that? Uh, no. Okay. Oddly
0: enough, like I got into 60s rock and psychedelic stuff when I first got into music. Because, I mean,
1: you were into like The Doors too, right? Right.
0: When I first said, I'm going to get into music... And I seem to like singles from this Doors band, right. The Doors. So I'm going to listen to them. And that just like totally opened up my world at okay. that point. So then I was like, okay, well, then I'm going to listen to Black Sabbath, and I'm going to listen to Led Zeppelin. And um, I tried listening to The Who, but I never really enjoyed them. The Who, much. I
1: never got into them either.
0: Um, so I, Who huddle. <laughs> so, Keith Partridge. Should I just go ahead and start this on...
1: Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot to hook up our third mic, so it's going to be kind of. Uh, uh, I'll I'll add the songs in post, but uh, Adam, you can go ahead and uh, talk about uh, what was the first track.
0: And three, two, one. So this would be an interesting ditty. Yes, from. Pigs on track, the Wing, part one. Track number one. It's only about... A minute 24.
1: A minute 24. And it's awesome because it bookends at the end. Because uh, Pigs on the Wing, part two, is the very last track.
0: Yes. So, this was exactly what I was expecting. Right. This to be <laughs> when I heard, thought of a Pink Floyd song that I've never heard before. Sure. So it's like, okay, cool little hippy dippy kind of acoustic thing. I forget who wrote this one. If it was. Waters. Roger Waters or David Gilmore. According or to
1: Wikipedia, it is Waters. Waters is did Waters. most of the writing on this. Gilmore wrote uh, some parts of uh, dogs and pigs.
0: Okay. Now, did Waters do the guitar or the bass?
1: Ooh, Waters uh, did the backing vocals, lead vocals, rhythm guitar. Rhythm guitar. And he did the bass on dogs. Gilmore did the lead guitar and the bass and a rhythm guitar on dogs. So it was more of a collaborative thing.
0: That makes such little sense. It really doesn't. I'm like, wait, no, so who played what part on which song? (laughs) I just played some of the bass on the 17-minute song. (laughs) Um, So I thought this was just... A little good intro, yeah. Nice little intro. And, good um, bookend at the end, yeah. Too. And I just sat there thinking, like, wow, I haven't heard. Some, uh, this is Pink Floyd I've never heard before, so yes. I enjoy it. It's really weird that Pink Floyd wasn't a band I tried to get into back when I was in my 60s stuff. Sure, um, they you just would never. Like, You'd think
1: it's so obvious.
0: I think I felt they were too like experimental, and I was just like, I can't enjoy experimental songs. The doors really were like, the straight doors up were rock. the max. Yeah, the doors mm-hmm. were the max I could get on experimental stuff. But it's just they never really crossed my uh, my threshold until probably about 2011. I was just like, you know what, I should probably listen to some Pink Floyd. And, and you then just never like, did. Somebody told me along the way that they had like 57 albums, <laughs> <I was laughs> and like, they still take too long.
1: Yeah, and just last year they released like kind of a new album with like kind of unreleased material that they kind of digitally imposed. Uh, who Who's the one who died? Can't remember the Sid one who died. Barrett. Yeah, so it, it, who
0: was in the band like in the early early days? Yeah, he was so not in the band by this. Stage. Right. Yeah. So this song, Dogs. Dogs is I like a lot. Dogs is a really fun. It, it's one of those songs where you're like, it doesn't feel like 17 minutes. You know? Yeah,
1: and I think that's one of the things about the uh, this brand of experimental psychedelic rock. It just kind of flows. It goes through different uh, peaks and valleys to kind of make it a pleasurable <laughs> experience. Mm-hmm. The whole 17 minutes of it.
0: It just kind of flows good here. There's not like a, of course, a standard verse chorus. No, no, not not at
1: all. Not with anything they do.
0: As for the lyrics, did you happen to look up any of the lyrics?
1: According to what I've researched, the entire album is a concept record based on uh, Animal Farm.
0: Right. The award-winning Stalinistic book by one George Orwell. uh,
1: Yeah, the song about fascism
0: (laughs) that we all had to read in middle school. (laughs) About... Animals kicking their farmer out of his home and taking over, and then social hierarchies. Remember,
1: starting. all animals are equal, but some are more equal than others. Right.
0: Four <laughs> legs, good. Two legs, bad. Exactly. And then it switches. What? What?
1: what? The pig is standing.
0: <laughs> and wearing clothes, and eating, and all about not how so subtle imagery. Not so subtle.
1: <laughs> anyway, so uh, dogs. Is 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 a, just a great track? I think all seventeen minutes of it,
0: pretty much. It's one of those things where I'd be like, "Man, this song's been going on for a while," and then I would check how much longer was left. Like, "Oh, there's only like one minute left." <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it didn't like seem to take forever and ever. No, like
1: I mean, that. I think that's I think that's a I think that's a testament to just how good the instrumentation is. Because really, when you're listening to Pink Floyd, in my opinion. Because I've listened to three albums so far. I've listened. I started with uh, Dark Side of the Moon, then I moved on to uh, Wish You Were Here, and then I listened to Animals over and over again. Uh, I'll get to those other two albums in a minute. When you're listening to Pink Floyd, in my opinion, you're listening for the guitar work, you're listening for the instrumentation. Yeah, the lyrics are there to kind of carry the story, give you like a central focus, and break up the instrumentation here and there. Yes. But I think the guitars are the star of the show.
0: So you, you know that I've had problems with bands that just hit record jam for an hour and then put out an album mute point that I uh, was kind of afraid that that's what this was right <laughs> <laughs> um you can tell it's like one of those things where you don't know how much time and effort went into it according like, to what I've read Alex,
1: I've done other research they've debt. been recording this whole al- animals animals was be- was recorded from April to December Holy so crap a lot of effort went into Wow this.
0: okay so they did take their time they did take their time yes because at this point they were already like kind of on top of the world yeah um, with dark side of the moon and which was still like the number one album of the 20th century I think except keep for in Thor. mind
1: back then there were only like 12 bands in the entire <laughs> world <laughs> whereas nowadays there's there 12 is, million that is not true
0: there <laughs> were know. just as many bands back then yes yeah, that were they just weren't pushed as by radio. Yes. They just weren't
1: exposed as they are nowadays.
0: Exactly. Which I still feel is true to some extent now. Yeah. Um So that that was one of the things that I worried about it was just like they said, okay, well we're we're doing everything great, so let's just let's jam for a while and write some shitty lyrics about Animal Farm and yes. um <laughs> put it out. And then go on a year or two long stadium tour. Right. Um
1: so no which, major singles came from this either. No, they—they. Yeah, they, I mean, I they released.
0: You, you can't really release a single that's only a minute. True, and then or release a single that's only ten minutes right. or above.
1: Technically, uh, "Pigs," uh, which is the next track, and uh, "Pigs on the Wing" are technically singles. Which is what I heard, but they were—they're not—they're not—they can't be played on the radio because, like you said, one of them's like a minute and a half. The other mm-hmm. one is like twelve minutes long.
0: Should I skip ahead to track three? Go for it, man. The next one is
1: Pigs, which is, I think, another highlight of this album. I mean,
0: we're only five minutes into Dogs. Only? There's still 11 minutes to go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving forward to Pigs, three different ones. Yes. Which features Pigs. (laughs) A lot of interesting sound effects on this track. Right. A lot of... (laughs) (laughs) Made famous by one Richie Sambora in 1987 Bon Jovi, but... Pink Floyd did it first apparently mm. in 1977. That's yes, right. Um, so they threw in some pig notes. So I know that you this is the only Pink Floyd album
1: that you listen to from start to finish. Uh, are you interested in any Dark Side of the Moon or Wish You Were Here? <sighs> I haven't listened to The Wall yet. That's my next uh project because it's a double album and all True. 80 minutes of it. It's 80 minutes. It's Holy a long crap. it's a long album.
0: Well, nothing This is a great album. It's not like a like Mind, mind-altering kind of like oh shit! I can't believe they. Did. And just so the listener knows, how high were you when you listened to it? Zero. Zero high. Because right. I don't. I don't do the high. Uh huh. And maybe I have to be high. I don't
1: know. You didn't. You didn't have any other needles to inject your marijuana. Maybe
0: it's because I'm not listening to it on vinyl, which mm. I think is the way that they wanted you to listen to it, to listen to two tracks, and then hear, of course, all the scratching in the background. Yes. And then have it stop and go so there you a lot had to of, get up flip it over and restart it again. I think that's the way that bands wanted you to hear I music. I think
1: yeah, because there are a lot yeah. of bands. I think Pink Floyd's right. one of them that uh take advantage of the vinyl sound and maybe all this digital reg- cuz we're listening to the remastered version for the of digital course, age, for course. the stupid digital age.
0: I know. Like uh, I said, they wanted you to have to hear Blank noise for ten minutes so that you remind you to flip the disc over <laughs> right. and restart it. Isn't that the way music was supposed to be heard? Damn right, the way God intended. <laughs> Not forty solid minutes straight of uninterrupted music. Anyway, we're spoiled. That's what it is. Uh, but the,
1: uh, one thing I got to mention about this uh, Nick Mason, the drummer, it does a lot better job on this album than he did on Dark Side of the Moon or Wish You Were Here. Interesting. He was so fucking. I mean, this is my opinion, of course. He was so fucking limp wristed. Those two albums. What the fuck? He like, actually ha- he actually shows like he's putting effort in animals. Interesting. I mean the the, the yeah the the overall tempo is a is a, is a bit higher. The, the, you know it's it's a bit more upbeat, uh, but it it really sounds like I could have done the drumming mm. <laughs> on Dark Side of the Moon. I don't. I uh, what I, I are some think of that the
0: singles I, on that one.
1: I don't have the thing in front of me, but uh,
0: I'm trying to think because I know that I've heard. Some dark side of the moon tracks,
1: money of course. Money, okay. Uh, on the run. I'm sure I've heard it. I yeah. don't know the name though. More fans of dark side of the moon. I, I'm fans of dark side of the moon. I'm sure are yelling at us right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, those <laughs> the I recognize right away. But uh, I, I think that's a product of its time, though. Just kind of the well, all I know is that money
0: is in like some crazy time signature, like yes. five four. So you can't just be a limpersted do nothing drummer if you're going to play songs in five four. But I think it 's just
1: a product of its time though, because this is before the punk revolution when punk really started influencing the different genres around it, so okay. in, with punk we got like really energetic drummers, really uh, really really fast tempos and stuff which is which just influenced the music that we listen to today, so yes. going back and listening to an album pre punk is kind of jarring in a way because it 's just mm-hmm. kind of. Standard, standard. Yeah, right. you get your weird time signatures here and there, but right. like it's just kind of standard stuff. Like, here's your here's well, your bass drum in snare. In
0: the UK, especially by 1977, yes, like punk music was was going at yes. that point. But it has a huge hasn't, backlash to bands like Pink Floyd. Oh, that's right. I yeah. would imagine, right? I would They're imagine. Like, yeah. Fuck Dark Side of the Moon. I hate that fucking album. <laughs> you get fucking the fucking to, fuck to King Charles. Listen to it. <laughs> I don't know. King Charles to stick his shit <laughs> off his bum. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway getting into So the yeah, pigs
1: as a is is a great chat. But uh, I I'm I'm glad that John uh, Nick Mason at least uh stepped up the drumming a little bit. More fills.
0: He smoked less marijuanas. Well, he had um, to so focused it, I'm sure. <laughs> um, I, I mean he he lived through all these years. Yeah. So let's go to uh
1: let's go to uh next track Sheep. Okay.
0: So three, two, one, seven minutes left. <laughs> all right. So this and is the, the, the technically
1: the final track.
0: Technically the final track. A brief 10 minutes yeah, yeah. on Sheep. One of the shortest um, tracks on the album. I think Dogs was probably my favorite. Yeah, Dogs the is Pink's great. The Pigs was pretty good. Sheep. This one is kind of like the... the it everybody's is, Dying, I think. It is the track. closer. The closer. A lot more keyboard elements mm-hmm. on this one. And I, I vaguely remember thinking like... You know, it always mm. felt like Pink Floyd was... More than just four guys. <laughs> you know, when you heard them you always thought they were like, oh, some giant nine piece slipknot kind of band. Like
1: but teenage <laughs> What's the name of that band that we just teen did? Teen Killer Clowns. Yeah, right. I don't know. <laughs>
0: Whatever. Um, Randy Blythe. So he definitely did a lot more at least keyboard elements here. Yes. But then you're like, oh shit, yeah, Pink Floyd did a lot of keyboard stuff. So the keyboardist was a huge part of this band and I read that he got really disillusioned Ooh. after this album and eventually ended up quitting somewhere in the next five years. I think after The Wall came okay. out. He was like, fuck you, David gilmore I'm going to join a punk band. I, I, don't, know. I don't think he I did that. I'm going to join the sex Pistols. <laughs> <laughs> I hear they need a new bassist. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. Sex Pistols with with keyboard elements. With <laughs> That'd be nice. Psychedelic keyboard elements would have been very interesting.
1: All right, so uh, we're pretty much at the end of the record now, but uh, you very much enjoyed There's Animals. There's 15 more
0: minutes left of this album. <laughs> you know what I
1: mean. But
0: you really enjoyed Animals, huh? I enjoyed it to the extent that I had never heard anything Pink Floyd, and it sounded better than the singles that I haven't enjoyed. But you- it definitely sounds like Pink Floyd. I, no, I got two questions for you.
1: Number one. When you're listening to it, did you have to put yourself in the mindset like, "Oh, what if I'm listening to this back in the '70s? What if I, what if I just heard this back in '77?" Just cast aside, you know, the bands that you listen to today and how we'll talk about that. In a I probably minute, but the- would
0: have been a huge Pink Floyd fan back in the days because a I would have only been influenced by what was being played on the radio. Yeah, this no other had choice. Just as much, just enough edge that I needed because I wouldn't have known that there was a whole punk rock scene going because Mike and I would have not been friends probably because he's a, a, a dirty Filipino and I'm you know, not so in a cage, we would have been like sorry man we just we're, we just can't be friends because our parents don't allow it um, so I wouldn't have known that there was this punk rock theme element coming on underneath the, the underground and also the internet wasn't invented yet true so um, Rolling Stone wouldn't have been telling me would you like to create stuff. a radio show with me? <laughs> We have a radio show. I got the skinny. We're gonna hit record on our tape recorder and try to (laughs) sell it to people. (laughs) Okay, record on the A track. Sell it. We'll we'll sell it on the streets. Right. (laughs) Because wouldn't that be awesome? Us trying to sell like, hey, does anybody want to (laughs) know our feelings about music? It'll be five dollars for this. this Each and every week,
1: we'll be here every Monday. Each and every week, selling our cassette tapes.
0: (laughs) What a terrible, terrible podcast.
1: we would have been revolutionaries. I know. <laughs> all right, I got a different question for you.
0: Do you think this holds up today? No. Okay. This feels like 1977. Does it feel very dated? All the way. Yeah.
1: But I can still uh, enjoy it for what it is, though. I mean, it's it's an interesting sound. I all really... I can
0: think of is all of the baby boomers who are you know, in their 60s now. Who told me for all those years, like, oh, you got to listen to Pink Floyd. You got to listen to Pink Floyd. All I can envision envision is a bunch of dads and grandpas telling me, oh, you finally got into Pink Floyd. It's so great. And I, I can't do it on my own. Yeah. So Sandman, more power to you because you're somewhere around our age, I think. I think he's it's in this right, 30s, yeah, Roughly. <laughs> so um, if you were able to pick up where the baby boomers left
1: off cool. This is definitely my favorite Pink Floyd album I've listened to so far. Granted, I've only listened to three. I'll get into the Wall very soon, but uh, I very much like this. It's a, it's a lot more up tempo. Uh, the the instrumentation is a lot better than the previous two albums listened to. Listen to. Uh, you know, lyrically, I'll, I'll take it for what it is, but I do like I do like the peaks and valleys of the entire album. I do I I do like how even though the tracks are super long, they don't feel that they don't feel mm-hmm. as long. So I mean, it's 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 a great effort. I do think. If you're not if you're not like constantly searching for the the next big thing like Adam and I are, I do True. think Animals by Pink Floyd can hold up. Holds up for you. I don't okay. think I know this is controversial, but I don't think Dark Side of the Moon or Wish You Were Here. I think those are those sound way too dated, but I think mm. Animals is just weird enough and it's a little modern too. With 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 everything that it's doing, it's putting together. So I do think it holds up for today's in today's uh, music stream. Granted, the right person listens to it. Mm-hmm. Adam and Mike. Now we're constantly looking for the new thing. We we can hear all the influences. Like so, if you're if you if you like this, I'd say listen to bands like Polyenso. Listen to bands like uh, mm-hmm. the Boxer Rebellion. Bands like uh, Circus Survive. They might be a little too heavy for some people, but Circus. Those three bands, I'd say. uh Check them out if you're a big fan of Pink Floyd.
0: Circus Survive definitely. Yeah. I don't think they're too heavy for Pink Floyd fans. They have
1: some really aggressive songs, but uh they have like so three if you...
0: really aggressive songs. Get out <laughs> Yeah. I like that one. That's a good song. They have some it's, great it's not songs. Jarring, yeah, but uh, the
1: but, but those but those those three bands I'd say if you want to get into something, you know, modern day, check out that because there there's very much a Pink Floyd element into there. But of course you got your punk in there and you got some modern rock and alternative but uh yeah so should we close out this album with Let's close out with
0: pigs on the wing part pigs two on the wing part two another minute 26 <laughs> la, 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 la. aren't you glad you survived us killing animals <laughs> here in england listen to punk please but still listen to us <laughs> oh, so uh i want to
1: remind the listeners if you have an album that you want us to listen to share our thoughts Please feel free to go to our Facebook page at facebook.com/slash/the skinny with Mike and Adam. We will review anything you throw at us, even
0: if you want us to listen to old Nine Inch Nails stuff. Sure. Or filter or smashing <laughs> organs <hooligans>. trapped. trapped. <laughs> wow, <laughs> taking me back. Oh, crap! What's that one song that they had? Oh, fuck, I can't remember. Oh man, I remember. Back
2: off or take you off. <laughs> That's the one, right? <laughs> oh, no.
0: That's <laughs>
1: strong take on
0: anyone. <laughs> I get them confused with the band Taproot. Oh god. Oh, <laughs> who had a similar song?
1: Their song is a poem to myself. It helps me to rest in case of fire. Oh yeah. Break the glass oh yeah. and move on. Oh god. man. I can't believe you remember <laughs> I that. remember that song.
0: So, oh god. 2001 for- was a weird year. <laughs> Nickelback. Oh, 11 Trapped. Trapped. <laughs> trapped. Yeah, you, you we, we, we add, yeah, we 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 add Yeah, we add Trapped
1: up there with the, with the Tragedy of 911. <laughs> All right, man. So, so let's go ahead. ahead. Then, <laughs> You've got a lot to talk about for your sound <laughs> off. So, let's go oh, ahead and, and jump into our sound off. Oh.
0: How much time do we have, Mike? Oh, Lord. Well, I'm,
1: let me get through my sound off really quick, because I know you got a lot to talk about, because you're going to do a music experiment for yourself I had to change year. the
0: font so I could keep Ooh. it on one page.
1: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so really quick, uh, the past couple of weeks, we've got some great trailers for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, first of which was the trailer for Ant-Man. We finally got our first look at that movie coming out in June. I don't oh, know right. the exact date, but it's coming out in June, uh, starring Paul Rudd as
0: Ant-Man. Is Leslie Mann his wife?
1: Ant- oh, yeah. Ant-Man's right. wife. <laughs> because she's yeah, his Ant- wife in every Leslie Mann will, will play <laughs> the <laughs> wasp in in, uh, in Ant-Man. Uh, cool. The trailer wasn't that great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was a little lackluster.
1: It was pretty unexciting. Hmm. Uh, it, it's kind of like a generic trailer with like, oh, I am the wise old superhero giving advice to the new young superhero. Because Michael Douglas is like the old Ant-Man giving his suit to Paul Redd. okay, uh, but uh, the it, but it's sprinkled in with like some humor because Paul Rudd's a, a a yuck yucks kind of guy. Uh, it's it's okay. I'm still excited for the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there's gonna be like a next trailer that's gonna get everybody excited. But are you
0: ever that excited when the trailer comes out?
1: Yeah, oh, and I'll get to that in a minute because the but, trailer
0: is such a tease. I know, but like you it, can't get your hopes up. But because the job of the, of
1: the job of a trailer is to get people excited for the movie. This trailer didn't do that. I'm still excited that's for like, the movie. It's like
0: basing an entire album on the lead single, in my opinion. Uh, we can do that. Like I hated that fucking album because Guillotine 4 sucked. <laughs> I didn't listen to it, but Guillotine <laughs> 4 was awful. So. Right, right. Well, some people,
1: some people do that. I'm still holding out hope okay. for it. I'm not going to say – well, the, on that point, I'm not going to say Ant-Man is going to be terrible because the fucking trailer is bad. Okay, okay. So, I mean, I'm still excited for the movie because it is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But I, I think the next trailer – I think they need to release the next trailer before, from now till June, which I'm sure they will which will get people excited again. Uh, speaking of trailers, the second trailer for Avengers 2, Age of Ultron. Holy fuck. <laughs> Holy <laughs> fuck! I mean, the first trailer was already great. They just kind of released another one, which was a lot darker, which is a lot more somber. Because this, mm. this is being described as like the Empire Strikes Back of the Avengers trilogy. So it's like the darker God. chapter of it. That's a lot of hype. It's a lot of hype, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: but so the the first trailer like all sunshine and no the we first- are Avengers and we will <laughs> fight for you we're gonna fight
1: some Ultron we're gonna go
0: hand in hand
1: look how hot Elizabeth Olsen is uh, but no the first trailer was pretty dark but it still had its uh, you know because it, it, it is an un- ensemble cast and each 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 character I think was featured prominently but it was kind of dark it was like oh everything was like death and destruction and Ultron and uh, James Spader who was playing Ultron the voice of Ultron he's not like fat guy in a suit or anything <laughs> Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's playing the voice of Ultron. He's narrating the whole thing. It's it's super dark, but this one's like a lot darker. And uh, they're 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 showing like they show like a couple new things. Like there's this weird pit in some cave with some mysterious woman. We don't really know who it is mm. at the moment. Uh, there's a lot of things that suggest that Thor might be out of the picture for a lot of the movie. So it's a, it's a lot of uh, foreboding stuff for the movie. The movie's coming out in May super excited about that. I don't think they need to release any more trailers. Just uh just stick with these two. May is the hype is real. The hype is real, folks. So uh
0: May is a long time away. Yeah,
1: Super day. excited for this movie. I don't I it, it has a lot to live up to, I think. There's <laughs> a lot to hype. So uh Too much Adam much this hype. year you've made a conscious effort to uh check out some bands who you have previously written off for one reason or another. I did. We're of calling course. it the bands that you hate experiment
0: types. I guess so If that's <laughs> the way my, my my hate fucks let's put it <laughs> yeah there we go bands that I've heard plenty about but never listened to but would say like oh I hate that band but it was like but you never listened to that band so how can shut you shut up I hate them? them based on just the single right so um, it'd be like you know yeah I'm not gonna go see Age of Ultron because the first it was teaser too dark was dark <laughs> I didn't like the teaser trailer
1: I wanted the Avengers musical damn it <laughs> Spider-Man turn off the dark
0: <laughs> so where should i even start should i just talk about slipknot and fallout boy well
1: give us a general overview because you've listened to like right i mean 20 we're gonna, albums by we're, then since the last time we had a sound off
0: this the show we're gonna go see at the end of february um the men, menzingers okay men, i have no idea how to pronounce i'm it. calling it how it's how it's spelled so menzingers Mesingers. Mesingers. Men, menzingers
1: menzingers
0: I'm going with men zingers.
1: Men zingers. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to get those men zingers. <laughs> exactly. So they had four albums,
0: and I listened to them. And this isn't part the, of your, like, a fair amount. hate fucks, though. This no, is just no, because we're it's like, just like, because yeah. I need to listen to them, because we're going to see them live, and I really hope that we can interview them. Oh, great band, man, great band. Um, but then I, I listened to the Tillian Pearson. EP and phonology. album? Yeah, sure. Material Me, which was really 2013. good. 2013. The Future Friends EP was not very good, but it had one good song. Eh. So I don't know why he put that out at the last minute. It was
1: probably just some tracks that he had lying around.
0: It seemed like just B-sides from the real me. Um, I listened to the Grand Coda from Chiodos, which Ah. is like six years old at this point. The bonus
1: tracks uh, off of of Bone Bone Palace Palace Ballet. Ballet.
0: So I liked two out of four of those. Sure. So I don't know if the two that I liked were ones that we heard them play live. They
1: play uh, two birds stoned at once a lot.
0: I can't remember if that was one that I liked or not. Okay. Either way. Um, the Isles and Glaciers album, which I <gasps> discussed, not really caring yeah, for. You didn't like it. Why did, what, did, what did you like about it? I didn't like Vic Fuentes at all, and I did not find the songs to be very good. Oh,
1: just you didn't me. find them catchy at all.
0: I liked Violin Island Lion. Uh, yeah, Viola Lion. Viola Lion. That's a great. But the song. rest of them was just kind of like.
1: I liked it from start too to finish. Much going on, there's, a, there's like there, there's two instrumental tracks which I could do without. Like one instrumental track, I can. I, okay, it's fine, but like. Two in a seven-track EP? Yeah. It's, that's a little too much.
0: <laughs> so I gave it like a one out of five. Holy fuck! <laughs> so the, that that's the, the super group featuring Johnny Craig. Yes. Craig Owens from Chiodos, yes. the lead singer. And Vic Fuentes from Pierce the Veil. But what I like about that is that it's not
1: all Vic Fuentes. Right.
0: But every time he <laughs> came in... I've said in,
1: before that the Vic Fuentes is at his best when he's featured on stuff and not the main focus of the song.
0: Eh. I didn't care. Cemetery weather was too much, Vic Fuentes. Okay, and it was that was a really lot of Vic Fuentes. The the emoist song, yeah, ever right? <laughs> I mean, in the
2: cemetery uh, weather, God. and it's like five
0: and a half minutes long. And, and it, yeah, the just, chorus just keeps going and going. But it's a good song, though. I think it's a good closer, at least. I I, I liked the parts that Johnny Craig sang. Yeah, I did not care for the Craig Owens and Vic Fuentes parts of. On the Cemetery album. Weather,
1: Craig Owens sings one line <laughs> right in the beginning, and then it's all it's all it's all Johnny Craig and uh, Fuentes. Well, just
0: I couldn't do it. And, um, <laughs> and, and real quick, I'm just going to throw out that the Tyler Carter EP is uh, not something that Rise Records <laughs> should have been putting themselves behind. But I the do R&B value them, EP. That, I do uh, value them for you know going out of their comfort zone.
1: Yeah, with Peveris
0: and, and 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 saying
1: like, and oh, this is a total teen killers or whatever. R&B thing.
0: With Tyler Carter, who's the well, lead singer also, of Issues. Well,
1: they've also done the solo albums for uh, Johnny Craig as well, when they, and those are like R and B. That's
0: not that's not the same kind of R and B that this was. <laughs> oh, just sure. Wait and listen. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I haven't heard it yet. So, uh. <laughs> um, no, it's it's the title track "Leave Your Love" is is okay. Okay, the rest of it's pretty bad
1: yeah but you don't you're not particularly a as big a fan of issues as i, I could am
0: like r&b if it was good yeah yeah sometimes it's not and pretty much all the time it's not <laughs> pretty much all the time
1: sometimes it's not but pretty but much we all do the get time the <laughs> like that
0: prequel to tears on the runway part God, two here we go from the issues album mm. with tears on the runway part one Ooh. the cycle Tear is complete which much like the phantom menace <laughs> it had less jar jar binks in it. I don't know.
1: Tyler <laughs> Carter, the Phantom <laughs> <laughs> Um
0: It just wasn't anything interesting to sure, listen to. Sure, sure. He does his whole. You're you know, wrong, but okay. Yo, know, girl, you don't gotta be acting like that when I do things. My father always put other people before himself. So if you don't know not about the material world, we can make that happen. But while I'm out on tour And the road is my home You don't have to be Posting up for love, girl It's really, really bad Whoa Is that a spoken
1: word thing? Holy
0: fuck That's the beginning of So Slow Which will make you Want to rip your ears off Every time you hear it
1: So So does Tyler Carter Have an ego now?
0: Tyler Carter wants to be a white version of Justin Timberlake, oh. who is just a white, white version. version of <laughs> Justin Timberlake, <laughs> <laughs> who is just Give a white a version second. of Boys to Men. So we <laughs> sure, go. Sure. Good God! It's like if you're gonna fucking do an EP and you want to be R and B, then go do an EP and be R and B. Don't do an issues album. Don't do it on Rise
1: Records dime. Damn it! <laughs> All right, man. So you were also getting into your your hates then. So <laughs> you're, I you already steamed. Okay, so I listened
0: <laughs> oh. to four of the five Slipknot albums, ah, and I listened so You haven't
1: to, gotten to point .5 The Great Chapter yet.
0: That will be coming up next week okay. on my reviews. Good luck well with that, my friend. Five of the six Fallout Boy albums, oh. not featuring American Psycho, American... No, American Beauty, American Psycho, but apparently all the kids are calling it ABAP, Ugh. just so you know. ABAP. So that's coming up. Now, no, there's a slash in it. AB. ABAP. Slash. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Slipknot first. Oh boy. The title album or the self-titled album.
1: I feel the air in me. It's
0: pretty That's the only song that's worth listening to. I agree. As well as Sick, which was listenable. Okay. There's 14 tracks on that album. Oh, is that that 5555666? Five, 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 six, six, six. No, that comes from That's from Iowa, right? Iowa. Okay. From 2 years later which is one of the worst albums I've ever heard as well. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? What, if you're 555, five, five, then I'm 666. Six, six. <laughs> if you're 555, five, five, then I'm 666. Six, six. What, what does that mean? I don't it get means,
1: it. It means I'm the devil.
0: No, and you're not. <laughs> then what's, if, why am I 555? Five, five, five?
1: Because you're not quite the devil. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know what it means. <laughs> ask, Tory Kay, ask, ask Corey Taylor. Don't want He's you. not a good songwriter. <laughs> All right, so what so were the singles? The first album. What were the singles on Iowa? Because um, I remember liking some of them.
0: Bring it up. Um, there was, that was the I think that was the first single. Was um, it your five five five? My,
1: isn't my plague? I think.
0: Turn it on. I don't know. <laughs> uh,
1: <well. laughs> I like I like I like some. Of the, hmm. Do do do
0: do do. Come do, on, do, computer. Do, 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 I believe do, do. in you. Oh, just to, I'm just throwing it out there. Here. Oh I yeah, my plague.
1: Mine. Yes, that was a, that was a. Uh, I'll, I'll I like turn that on
0: mine real quick. Since I got right here. Um people equals shit. Yes. Track 2. Track 2. So this is my plague. Yes.
1: Um that was yeah, that that, that was definitely a single. I remember liking that song.
0: I never even I didn't listen to this and say, "You know, this should be a single." <laughs> I didn't think that way at all. Um, <laughs> ah, my glasses fell off. <laughs> Uh, something no Slipknot fan has ever <laughs> mentioned <laughs> I would
1: love to go uh, can I bring my inhaler to the next Slipknot show <laughs> <laughs> so nothing on Iowa you liked at all
0: Um, how about the Heretic Anthem no Left Behind this was a single I know that ah oh, yes it was I recognize that intro anywhere. And then there's a song called New Abortion. There's a song called Skin Ticket. Dude, they're so fucking edgy. There's the title track, the final track. Yes, Iowa. 15 minutes of just. And not in a Pink Floyd kind of way. Right. It's slow, dirging, rising. Blah, 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 blah,
2: blah,
1: blah, 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 blah,
0: blah, 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 blah
1: so two out of fourteen for you then, huh? Or one out, of, one
0: out of one out of fourteen? I don't even. I can't even give it a number. Oh, okay. it's not even worth listening. So to zero out. Of, so did you
1: like Volume Three, the Subliminal so, Verses? This is, I think, their, their uh, break into the three mainstream.
0: Is finally listenable. Oh, there we go. I was really really surprised by this album. This has the most songs that I like from a full album. Yeah. Of I remember hearing Duality on the radio, which was for a the single, and yes. being like, "Oh wow, this is different for them." And it still kind of holds up now, ten years later. Yeah. I haven't listened to it in ten years. Before I, I Forget was another
1: cool. good single, I think.
0: Before I Forget was apparently voted or ranked as the number one heavy metal song of the aughts sure. on iTunes. Oh, that's interesting. Not one of the songs that I Maggots liked. Maggots have a lot of money. Not not a song <laughs> that I enjoyed. Oh, you don't? But, Did you um, like Vermilion Part
1: 2, another I, I
0: liked Vermilion Part 1 and Part
1: yeah, 2. Yeah, they were both kind of like mellow and... Yeah. Uh, it's nice. a little bit different sound than them, but it works.
0: It's it's, it's actually a good songwriting in uh, in play. I was really really surprised by that, and there was a and like circles was a good song. Okay, um, the one before that of opium of the people of the people is a pretty cool song. Um, even the title the the opening track, mm-hmm. which is kind of like an intro prelude prelude, but it's like four minutes long, and I I thought that was really cool. And okay, track two is. Uh, the Blister Exists. The Blister Exists. I thought that one was kind of cool. So, yeah, I gave this like a 9 out of 14. Whoa. Including the bonus track, Scream, which sounds like something that you know I would have enjoyed from Bullet for My Valentine. Sure, sure. Even though this was pre-Bullet yeah, for My Valentine. Yeah, Volume
1: 3, I think, is probably their most successful, both critically and I think financially for them, too. This
0: one was re- produced by Rick Rubin. Yeah. If I looked back... I have that makes every single sense. album that Rick Rubin was producing between 2003 and 2004. Like I own that album. Sure. I bought it. I paid 20 bucks for it. Yeah, and I read that you know Corey Taylor was super pissed at Rick Rubin because he was never there. <laughs> he would show up for like you know a day <laughs> here, probably scared a day of them. <laughs> there, and just and give them a couple of tidbits of yeah, insight. And Corey Taylor was just like, fuck, if you're going to produce an album, fucking produce it. Yeah. And he didn't like that. But then, like, the other guys in the band were like, oh, Rick Rubin was awesome. He gave us all these pointers and tips. And
1: Corey like, Taylor. There's
0: there's something wrong with this band if there's that much difference going on.
1: No, Corey Taylor is a pompous shit
0: fuck. I think so. And and every, th-
1: every time he's interviewed, every time... They get a fucking quote from him for a fucking magazine or some shit. He's the most pretentious
0: asshole. I'm not surprised. He's so fucking full of himself and, he's and he plays this said, stupid fucking character all the time. He said during the recording of this album all he did was drink beer. From the time he woke up Corey? until he passed out. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I don't know how he even has memory of this, but he's like, I don't like my vocal tracks on this album because I was wasted the entire time recording it. You were like, screaming the whole fucking time. It's not Rick Rubin's fault or, yeah. or the audience's fault. It's oddly enough...
1: Yeah, how dare people enjoy songs off this <laughs> album? You oddly enough, it's dick. good. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, but whatever.
0: whatever. What worked for them was that they all went back and did their side project stuff between Iowa and Volume 3. And that's which, when
1: Stone Sour became pretty big, too. I know.
0: So they took... A solid you four know, years several months from between not or they took oh. like three months without even talking to each other oh, which sure. was like the best thing they did so so all hope all is, hope is gone. gone from 2008 four, four years later is pretty much one of the shittiest albums our friend I've ever heard
1: our our, <laughs> our
0: good friend and a former bassist
1: of our band bug is a mm-hmm. huge fan of a slipknot and, uh, of. when we were in a band around this time and 2008 came along and all hope was gone, mm-hmm. he was ranting to me about how much he hated this album. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> 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 I was worried that he liked this.
0: Um, yeah. Like I, I, psychosocial, psychosocial is, is a not, single, not um, a good song. Um, there is a dead uh, memories. I remember hearing on the about radio,
1: psychosocial really quick. Uh, some brilliant YouTuber, uh, spliced with the Justin Bieber right <laughs> it's so that. good dude I need it's to watch so good. it I That's remember like, hearing about it
0: but I was like <laughs> I'm gonna wait until I listen to, to the actual I'll album. show it to you when the show's okay. over but um but yeah, I remember hearing Dead Memories on the radio back when I listened to the radio and thinking it was just another track from Volume 3 because mm-hmm. it had that same kind of vibe. But yeah. definitely not a song I like. They're kind of going in a more um,
1: somber direction with this one. It's 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 a weird experimental mm. phase for them. It really divided think, their fan base.
0: I think Snuff, which was another single that I heard on the radio a I don't lot. I remember it. Um, that one, I, I still like, like. I remember liking it when it was on the radio and it was literally the only... A uh, song worth listening to. Okay. On this one, um, let me turn it on here real quick. It's the ballad. Ooh, they're bad boys with a heart of gold. Um, that's kind of what I felt from this song. Yeah, <laughs> it's the bad boys with a heart of gold. But do you, do you remember hearing this one on the radio? It got super popular.
1: This is around the time like I I, I gave up on the radio, so okay. I I don't I don't know. And I, and I didn't listen to this till like 2010 or 2011. Oh wow! Yeah, so I I, I kind of really avoided it. Even well, I guess I was never bug a big fan of you. Slipknot anyway. Like I listened to volume I, I listened to volume three for uh, the year after it came out, just because mm. all the singles were really good. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll give this a try. I was like, oh, this is listenable. Mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, but I, I I didn't even care. And bug was and and bug is the guy I re- I really respect and I love. Right. But uh, and when he was telling me like this is a real... <laughs>
0: He was, he was his, it's pretty. He shitty. was almost on the verge of tears. How
1: uh, how much he hated this album. Does Bug
0: like the first three albums a lot more?
1: He really likes that. He says he says uh, the he says Iowa
0: is his favorite. Ugh. <laughs> I know, uh. <laughs> but everyone has their opinion. But the, but he's, it's he's, weird about these bands. Like I'll always be able to find one album that I enjoy. Yeah, so, the, still doesn't sound familiar.
1: No, I don't recognize it at all. Sorry. Wow.
0: This got really really popular so it's a good song but that's about it so gray chapter is
1: next gray chapter uh you is looking next. forward to I it
0: to it once and nothing really jumped out to nice. me as being very good so uh, there's a, i know you are not a fan of it
1: the de- there's a video for the devil and i mm-hmm. it is so comedically un- it's so unintentionally funny i, I love it that Great. much <laughs> okay i'll give it a watch
0: uh so next up you got the uh, fallout boy fallout boy so there's another band that we've been talking about for a long time and hating on, but I never gave them a chance. So I was like, that's it. I'm going to give them a chance. So I said, I'll, I listened to Take This to Your Grave once, their very first album. The first album, I, I listened to it several times, actually. Um, definitely not a good album. I don't um, like it at all. I don't know um, how this album got this band like famous. Because 12-year-old girls? Maybe. I mean, when I did a lot of research on this band, I know that Pete Wentz just had this vision like, you know, I'm going to be a total douchebag and I'm going to, you know, talk to all the right people and get on a label and get and on the radio. and.
1: Unfortunately, that's how you make it.
0: And it, it worked for him. He was able to get them signed to Fueled by Ramen with mm-hmm. the understanding that they would go to Island yes. the following album. And, you know, then they said we're going to make... This album, Take This to Your Grave, and apparently the band almost broke up while they were writing it. Because Damn it! So close! All, I know. They all <laughs> tried so hard. And it's just some of the lyrics are shit.
1: Um, so um, the only really two songs from Take This to Your Grave that I enjoyed was Dead On Arrival and Grand Theft Autumn, track two and three. Let's
0: let let's throw on Grand Theft Autumn since that was the single. Where <laughs> mm-hmm. This...
1: He is a gentleman... Maybe he won't find out. I know.
0: And shit on my <laughs> grave. <laughs> I, no, the, this song was not one that I was like really it at feeling at all. I thought it
1: was catchy enough, and I, I didn't think I think it wasn't like. Do, I thought it was like the ego and the douche was just kind of not there for the song.
0: This seems. This feels like the beginning of the ego and the douche. This is the beginning of it, definitely. This be the name of our next podcast. The Ego in the Douche. <laughs> um, Dead on
1: Arrival is an okay song, I think. But That the, one,
0: yeah, I, I know I hated that one too. Okay. Nothing uh, you first liked at all? Tell that Mick he just made the list of things to do today. I remember thinking that was okay. <laughs> um, I think the pros and cons of breathing, I think, was okay. But it's totally like everything about Fallout Boy I, I hated. Yeah. Everything I've. Oh, maybe oh, avoid them. Oh, oh, it gets worse. <laughs> uh so, Under the Cork Tree came Under out Under the Cork years Tree, later. yes. The band had already got some fame and fortune. With and their the-
1: lead single, Sugar Be Going Down, which is a song that everyone's familiar with, oh, I'm sure. God.
0: And for some reason, Mike says, this is a guilty
1: pleasure. It is a guilty pleasure. How can I, this
0: be a guilty pleasure? Because I
1: can sing along to it, and it's fun to listen to.
0: This is probably one of the worst songs I ever heard from. This was the first song I heard from them, obviously. Sure. I hated it with a passion in two thousand five. I hate it with a passion now. Sure. By by the time the there's nothing
1: redeeming about it. Like you no. you, you you don't think like, it's you don't think it's hummable. You don't think it's singing nope. sing along
0: except it gets stuck in your head there in the worst kind of way. Oh, um. yeah. ah. So
1: of course they they follow that up with dance 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 Gavin dance
0: right dance Gavin dance. Maybe that was where they got the idea for this. <laughs> Probably. So Dance a Dance, I could actually give like a half a point to.
1: Which is weird because I hate that song. I know. I fucking
0: hate that song, but I like Sugar We're Going Down. We're this just, one, we're just... I just kind of like the, the, the pace of the vocals and the verse. like sure, sure. For some reason, that's catchy enough for me. Sure, sure. Me. But the, the, the chorus is shit and <laughs> everything <laughs> else, the lyrics are shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, the lyrics are really some of the worst songwriting, I think, in... That I've heard from a band overall,
0: too. It's
1: not like, oh, they have a bad song here, a bad song here. It's like every time I listen to their albums, like some of their
0: albums, some of their lyrics are just cringeworthy. It's just really hard to listen to. It's pretty much bad. I know I, there's a couple of tracks on here I did enjoy. I gave it a 5 out of 15. Oh, really? Um, I think Sophomore Slump or sure. Comeback of the Year was a, was a song I enjoyed.
1: There's, they had another um, single off of this, A Little Less 16 Cancels, A Little More Touch Me, I think it's called. From, I think that's track 11. Track 11.
0: Oh, yes. How could you deny this being a <laughs> song that 15-year-old girls were loving? Yeah,
1: this has radio rock written all, yeah. right, all, over, all over it.
0: Now, there are two tracks on here that sound exactly like something that would be on Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge from My Chemical Romance.
1: People like to compare My Chem and Fall Out Boy a lot, and I never got that comparison. Well, Not this, even in the
0: slightest. And that's surprising. So here's here's a little less candles, whatever it's called. I think this one. This sounds so much like something that could be on. Yeah, it does sound like, like something. Sweet, three years. revenge. This is called "Get Busy Living" or "Get Busy Dying." Oh,
1: by the way, get ready for some really fucking stupid album titles. I mean, song titles. Well, yeah. That's that's a staple in Luckily, like every. by
0: the later two albums, they're not <laughs> sentence long. Sure, sure. <laughs> where you're, where I'm sitting here watching my iPod like the something and stop going to the <laughs> shows and like pff, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh
1: by by I, I, around this time of fallout boy's career i was like you know what i don't enjoy most of the music but they're not for me so but i they're like whatever band to me then in 2007 two
0: thousand and seven,
1: infinity on high they wrote movies. this
0: entire album um while they were on tour, I think. Probably. And then just said, let's fucking go to the studio. And the
1: lead singer was, I mean, the lead single, This Ain't a Scene. This is not it's an arms race.
0: It's a goddamn, it's and the what God is it about goddamn
1: arms race.
0: Oh. Hitting you with... Weapons in the form of words. <laughs> what the fuck? Fuck you, Pete Wentz. I can remember fuck. watching this video on VH1 in 2007. Yeah, this it lights like, off really weird. Like, I, I like this song. Like, like Patrick Stumps. One like, fucking time.
1: Yeah, Patrick Stumps. Like in the in the video, he's like limp wristed, and like the rappers <laughs> are making fun of him or something. Uh huh. And then and then it also makes fun of like Pete Wentz's sexting uh,
0: scandal that he had. Well, there was that. I think he was married to Ashley Simpson by this He point. was, yes. Ashley Simpson Wentz. Yes. So I thought that I liked this song. In hindsight, I hate this song. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this song, too. Um, I don't like it at all. This is literally one of the worst albums I've ever heard.
1: This At this point, this is when I started to resent Fall Out right. Boy.
0: The singles from this album were this one. And there was, there was this one called I'm Like a Lawyer. With the way I'm always getting you off. Which just made me have this weird visual of Pete Wentz and Ashley Simpson Wentz getting it on. But pre-nose job Ashley Simpson Wentz. So, hence, I wasn't too turned on by it.
1: You like pre... Oh, you don't like pre-nose job? I like post-nose job. Okay, post-nose job. Okay, definitely. So, um, I don't know what you feel about that.
0: They're two good-looking
1: enough people where, like, if I were to see them bowing, I'm like, I'd watch that.
0: I would watch it, but I would like her to just be post-nose job. That's all I ask. Um... So, one of the worst choruses of all time.
1: It is. Get used to that, though. Uh, so uh, here's an album but, that I completely skipped.
0: But you have a little bit more. Well, I, I just wanted to throw in that there was one other, one other single that oh, yes. I wish would remain nameless. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it has to.
2: <laughs>
0: it sounds like something in you know the new Batman. Uh, <laughs> the Danny Elfman <laughs> Written by Danny Elfman. Now that In Case God Doesn't Show, is yeah. that, is that a, a throwback to Craig Owens for I, Destroy, Rebuild Until God Shows?
1: I don't think so, because that album came out in like 2011.
0: The memories, even if they weren't so great. Why did they? Why did this get famous? I, because I get 12-year-olds. Ugh. There's so, never
1: going to be a there's never going to be a short supply of twelve year olds in the world.
0: The only song I enjoyed on that album was called Fame, less than signed infamy. <laughs> <laughs> infamy greater than fame. Like, I don't know, whatever. Infamy is greater than fame. Sure. And um, <laughs> the rest of it is just lyrics about how much Shit. he hates his wife. I guess. I don't, I don't know, whatever. Um, whatever. They didn't. They didn't divorce until like two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. Did they? I I couldn't keep track of that on their Wikipedia.
1: The only reason I know that is because of the 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 Craig Owens sec uh, the Craig Owens scandal, when he was promoting Sex Life, mm. and he and he made this big old deal about being seen in public so making out with actually Wentz that
0: he would you know make destroy or rebuild until God shows based on the Thanks for Your Memories Thanks for the Memories lyric because. Mm. Craig Owens, it's so, so deep, so deep to fall out player. <laughs> All right, so Folly a
1: ad- Veg, a <laughs> from 2008. Fully a
0: So after the first three being like, oh man, this is sucky. I'm gonna listen to Folly a and it's gonna be shitty. Guess who was surprised?
1: Oh my God!
0: What the fuck happened on this album? Where? Apparently their fans hate it royally, but luckily for me, they decided to change a couple of things around and actually make a pretty fucking okay album. Oh my god! <laughs> um, I don't know if Mike would be a fan of this album. I have or not, not listened to it. to be You've honest. never listened never to it. Never listened to it. Um, here's the first single. Which, oh, by the way, um, you only gave me, you 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 didn't give me the first song on this album for some oh, reason. Oh shit! Really? There, there's a song called. Oh yeah. The I disloyal see that. order of the buffalo. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> which was the opening track that did not end up on my iTunes uh
1: Pharrell I was right, Pharrell Williams did
0: produce this album. That's interesting because here's the first single. I, I, I I've heard this before. This is called I Don't Care. And yeah, I don't care too. either. <laughs> um this song grew on me, oddly enough. I had heard it on the radio, uh-huh. and I hated it. God, it Patrick Stump is a fat little fuck. Right, <laughs> he gained a whole shitload of weight. Yeah, um, but this album, like, they actually—you can hear the shift away from the pop punk shit. It, so it, it is kind it was, of uh, panic at the okay. Disco-y now. It was a little panicky at the yeah. disco, and when we get to save rock and roll, you'll hear a lot more panic at the disco interesting but, hmm. so it's shitty lyrics yeah still, of course but like i actually enjoyed listening to this one a lot more um now th- th- apparently they went on tour with this album and fans were chanting don't sing your new songs <laughs> they were booing during them Whoa. playing songs off of this album and it put the band into this whole psyche of like of shit we need to break up they almost broke up for a while um so well, they did break up for five years. The standout track is by far "Coffee's for Closers." In parentheses, for some reason, <laughs> I don't know because it has no title. Adam. I have a feeling They're this so is another deep. another Simpsons reference, <laughs> like the one where Marge becomes a a realtor. Sure, isn't that like on the? It's like a sign over the coffee in the realty office. But
1: Adam. They're not fans of The Simpsons, remember? No, they are.
0: If you read the Wikipedia, <laughs> they they said that they came up with a whole list of of, of fucking band names. Then what's with that? And oh, we didn't whole bunch, get it from The Simpsons. No, they totally did because they both they all said they like, they we made were a huge, big deal about nope, read the Wikipedia. Okay, I'll read they it. Denied that totally. And then they were playing shows before they were famous, and they said, "Oh, we're going to call ourselves Blah Blah Band." And some fan in the crowd yelled out, "No, fuck that! You guys are Fallout Boy." And sure just went from there. 2003. Watch out, radioactive
1: men! Right. <laughs> Up and at them.
0: So, by far, the standout track on this album it's is Coffee Coffees for Closer.
1: Coffee's for Closer.
0: Now, what a catch, Donnie, is a lot of different artists. It's featuring a lot of people. It's a little bit overblown, so it's not very good. Sure. Um... See, you're not 15 when you hear that. Oh, yeah. You're yeah, like right. mature, 25, a... <laughs> 26, 27. You're feeling it.
1: Right, right. Um, so, Which is probably why 12-year-olds hated it.
0: it just, I don't like
2: change. I don't like change. I'm 12 enough. forever.
0: Um, 27 was a good song. Um, $20 Nosebleed is featuring a lot of people. And I, could, I couldn't keep track. They ended up having so many special guests that it's just like, I couldn't keep track anymore. And then Pavlov was a good song mm-hmm. and i gave it a whopping eight out of 13 Ooh. <laughs> for being like a step away from who they had become that's interesting what they i was hoping they would become after their long break because they like went through their whole self-identity crisis and br- like took a break uh, mark hoppus shaved pete wentz's head oh, yeah. in a symbolic gesture during the last uh, night of their sure. tour um, and the band went 18 solid months without even talking to each other. Cool. Patrick Stump did a solo album. Pete Wentz did a that. solo thing. The guitar player got super depressed, or the drummer. Pete Wentz got also
1: super depressed. Uh, took a, a a big role back at Fueled at Ramen.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, because he
1: he was one of the main reasons why Craig Owens formed Destroy, Rebuild until God Shows. Mm, interesting. So then, yeah, they they finally reconvened in 2010. oh, and, and I'm sorry, and and one of Pete Wentz, I'm sorry, what if Craig Owens' side bands, Cinematic Sunrise, Pete Wentz played bass on them for during uh, during the oh, tours. Very interesting. So nice, good on him, I guess.
0: Apparently, Patrick Stump lost a shitload of weight <laughs> during that time. <laughs> sure. And um, then went, he went he went on his solo tour, pumped a, like all of his money into like getting this awesome backup band, and then like ticket sales and album sales were shit. Of course, and, like people were were chanting at his crowd like, "We liked you better when you were fat," and which he apparently like wrote like a I don't know if it was a blog or like a memoir thing like titled that We liked you better fat. Sure, about kind of just how disillusioned he was at that point. I never knew any about this. About they they secretly got back together without (laughs) letting the the press know. Yeah, they told the guitar player he could have more songwriting (laughs) input. Um, And time went by. Sure, I didn't realize it had been five five years. Five years between albums. So, because I didn't follow this band at all, and so, so now we're at the save last rock and roll from two years ago. Save rock and roll, their I surprise think early, album early early t- twenty thirteen. Yeah, it
1: January was something like something. that. Uh, and then uh, they they led off with the surprise song. My songs know what you did in the were, dark. Light them up.
0: Was this single number one?
1: This was single number one. Yep.
0: Sorry, I just fucked this up a little bit. One second. <laughs> um. So, if I was a fangirl of this band, sure. and it had been five years since I last heard Fall Out Boy, I would have heard this and been like, What the fuck? They're back! They're back! And they're different! And they're. They're back the and they're going different. On? Um, but being the mature 34 year old man that I am, <laughs> listening to Fallout I Out didn't Boy. feel that way. Sure. And I still <laughs> kept listening to the lyrics and listening to how shitty the lyrics were. Yeah. And after coming off of expecting big things from Fall You Do, but knowing that the band probably wanted to bury that album. Of course. and um... You did it in the dark. What? Up. Up. What?
1: Again? One more time? I'm on I... fire. <laughs> so it's... Stop lighting things up. You want to be on fire. This...
0: Okay. Speaking of Panic at the Disco. Yes. This whole album might as well be a mirrored version of the last Panic at the Disco album. In a good was, way? Because I a, really
1: enjoyed that album.
0: In a way that Adam describes it as being, that album was okay. Adam gave that album a 6 out of 10. Sure. Adam liked a couple of songs off of there. Um, Adam liked a lot fewer songs off of this album. Ah. So they rejected songs off of Panic at the Disco then. Right. Okay. But doesn't this song sound exactly like Miss Jackson? A
1: little bit. Jackson, especially Miss Miss Jackson,
0: Jackson, with that. Miss Jackson, are you nasty, Miss Jackson? Yeah. It's the same thing. It is the same thing, isn't it? Um. (laughs) (laughs) So, this song did really well for them. They sold a lot of singles, and I'm guessing the the album sold pretty well for them.
1: Patrick Stump sold his $2.5 million home in L.A. because of this.
0: Well, good for him. (laughs) Um, Then the first song that I heard from this album, which wasn't the first single, was the the opening track called The Phoenix.
1: Ooh. it's 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 what's his name? The Lone Ranger and Tonto
0: are we gonna bomb like that movie or not <laughs> Um I remember hearing this on the radio because I just turned on the radio for five minutes and I was like, hey, this song is is hooky, sure, and sounds like they know how to write a pop song. I wonder what new band this might be yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but man, what a shitty album overall ooh, nice it's a... Uh, there's one song I like. So
1: it's an album that kind of goes back to their heyday in well, a negative you can tell way?
0: they tried to change, but the lyrics are still shitty.
1: That should be expected, though.
0: And like, it's weird with Folly it because you can kind of get past the lyrics so much and enjoy the music as itself. Sure. For some reason, you just couldn't do it so much on Save Rock and Roll. Okay. Um, but this chorus.
1: I've never heard this song ever.
2: Running out.
1: It's interesting.
0: Mm. The worst lyrics. Ever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like a phoenix.
0: Um, I'm gonna change you like a remix, and then raise you like a phoenix. <laughs> like this song could have been good. Shut up, if Pete not Wentz. For that. Um, so not the best song. There, there's songs featuring Big Sean. Yeah,
1: which is it's like also, an okay song. Courtney Love on Rat A Tat. Yes. And Save Rock and Roll featuring Elton John. Right. What? Um,
0: yeah. Now, the song with, with Big Sean is like an okay song until the rap comes in. Yeah, yeah. It totally just destroys it.
1: Rap, r- rap usually ruins lots of things. Uh, so
0: sad. Um, Save Rock and Roll, the final track featuring Elton John. It's just, it's like an Elton John song featuring Fallout Boy, really. Sure. Um, it's kind of got that Elton John bombasticness. Yeah, yeah. But not very good. The Courtney
1: Love song, not that great. When was um, the last time Courtney Love did anything good? Uh, Besides kill Kurt Cobain,
0: (laughs) (laughs) but the only song I really enjoyed was "Alone Together," Mm. which was kind of weird. So let me skip ahead to that song. I hate it already. (laughs) No, it actually gets okay, but it's like the rest of the album is kind of like they're going a little too electronica.
1: Okay, I don't know. But they're a pop. But they're a pop band, so whatever.
0: Did Pharrell do this one as well? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Um, it's kind of okay, but definitely not a good song for them. So this album was produced by Butch Walker and Fallout Boy. Oh, well, good for them. So I definitely didn't want to listen to very much of this after a while, and I don't recommend the viewer listens to it. Sure. So you're looking forward
1: to American Beauty, American Psycho you this mean
0: week? ABAP. I'm. I have. I'm gonna have a lot of things to say about it because I've listened to it once. Oh boy.
1: So next week there's some weirdness going next on. Next week it. you got point five the great chapter.
0: You got da, just up let up. me just start this. No, 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 no. They, they cover that song. I don't. It's not so much a cover as a. I'm gonna throw this part. They're into sampling a song. It. They're sampling it. Oh my god. And. Do you remember a little hip. Up and coming TV show called The Munsters. Yes. Well, be su- don't be surprised if that makes the oh my in this fucking album.
1: god! Are you kidding?
0: I'm gonna say a lot of <laughs> things about American Beauty, oh, American Psycho. Sweet. Next week. Can't wait, man. As well as the gray Chapter,
1: featuring Slipknot.
0: You reviewing anything else next week? Um, I'm listening to The Mind Sweep by Intersect. Oh, Shikari. okay. <laughs> you got something palatable at least. Holy fuck! Well,
1: thanks for that epic rant. You definitely, it's probably one of your longest sound offs ever. <laughs> and with that, we're going to go ahead and uh, round up the end of this episode. Thank you guys for listening to our episode. Please head over to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the skinny with Mike and Adam. Please, if you have a uh, moment, if you enjoyed our episode, if you enjoyed any of our episodes, please go over to our iTunes page. Give us a little bit of a rating. Give us a little bit of a review. It would really it would really help us out, kind of boost up our, uh, our... Have you
0: gotten any new reviews since we have new n- subscribers? Nope.
1: Uh, but uh, please, 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 listener, please do that. Uh, help us out a bit if you enjoy our show. Uh, also, if you want more podcasting goodness, go check out themeltingpod.net. That's the Dead Bedouins Generation Podcast, And oh, shit Rick okay. says whenever he gets around to it.
0: And Dead Bedouins, listen to Generation Podcast. Yes,
1: they we have, have them, a something request to do. Uh, uh, so uh, thank you guys uh, for checking out our show this week. Please join us again next week. we got a special surprise for you guys, something that we're really excited to do. So uh, see you guys soon.
2: A shelter from pigs on the way.